No Rest for the Weekend's coverage of the Tribeca Film Festival is sponsored by JMR Rentals, professional digital cinema and broadcast equipment rentals in Brooklyn, New York. JMRNY.com. Hello and welcome to No Rest of the Weekend. I'm Jason Godby, and today we're bringing you part two of our coverage of the Tribeca Film Festival. As I mentioned in our previous episode, the Tribeca Film Festival was held in June of this year and included both in-person and virtual screenings. On June 16th, the festival announced their award winners. Good Girl Jane took home the Founders Award for Best U.S. Narrative Feature, and the award for Best Performance went to Rain Spencer for that film. Best Screenplay in a U.S. Narrative Feature went to All's Well. Next Exit won the award for Best Cinematography in a U.S. Narrative Feature. The Best International Narrative Feature went to January, and the award for Best Documentary Feature went to The Cave of Agilum. For a complete list of award winners, visit the festival website, TribecaFilm.com. Included in the festival were many world premieres, including the Amazon feature, Don't Make Me Go. I caught up with the stars John Cho and Mia Isaac on the red carpet. Can you tell me what, a little bit about what attracted you to this project and a little bit about your character? It's just, I love the intimate scale of the movie. It's, this, is a, this, this kind of feature, is far, uh, these kinds of features are far, few and far between these days. Um, the dramatization of a father-daughter relationship, I, I thought this was worth exploring and something that meant something to me. The character was going through something difficult. I, I, I just thought all the elements were there for, uh, for something interesting to happen. Um, and they happened to cast then sort of who I think was the perfect partner for me in Mia Isaac and um, and I had a lot of faith in uh, Hannah Marks who was really intelligent very commanding you know um, and had opinions and and put it all together it could work it could not work I'm glad it did yeah and I think it works really well so you've done some like big giant blockbuster movies like Star Trek. How does this compare, like experience-wise, working on a, uh, an indie film like this compared to the big Hollywood film? Yeah, they're different cosmetically, and hopefully they're all similar at the end of the day. And that you're connecting with performers and and doing scenes that are meaningful and, and entertaining and about something. You know, you always want to do something that's uh, that's not a throwaway it's 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 uh, uh, y- y- you want it to reflect a value of yours you know something that you're that's meaningful to you that you want to share with the world so um, there's more in common than 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 than, uh, than the dissimilarities uh, maybe better craft service on the Star Trek <laughs> type sets maybe uh, so um, <laughs> having a Having sort of arrived now here at Tribeca, you're bringing this movie into an audience. What what do you feel like people will walk away with, and what what do you want audience? What the what impact do you want audiences to have on this? This last few years, I, I just felt like we're really reading a lot and watching a lot of stuff about the things that divide us, and there's actually more that unites us if we if we choose to 
pay attention. And one of the things that unites all, everyone on earth is our love for our families. And for everyone on earth, that's more important than any other issue. Uh, so maybe this is a moment, I would love it if this is a moment to reflect on that. Um, sort of people finding common ground through art. Kind of. Yeah, I don't want to make it too much, but listen, we're, we're all either children or parents. And if you can't relate to that, then you must not be a human being. <laughs> you must not be alive. Uh, so, um, I, uh, anyway, that, that, in my ideal world, that would be something to focus on with this movie. Talk to me a little bit about the film, like, and, and give me some background on your character. So this is a father-daughter road trip adventure about a man who finds out that he has a terminal illness and um, decides that he wants to take his daughter on one last road trip to teach her everything she's going to need for the rest of her life and also hopefully reunite her with her mother who left her when she was a child. Um, it's it's a really a love story um, about a parent and their child. Um, it's beautiful and it's heartbreaking and it's funny. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. So you play the daughter, obviously. Tell me about her. What's she like? Wally is similar to me in a lot of ways, but also very different. I think um, she's got this rebellious side that I don't have. Um, but she's also, not to toot my own horn, but I think she's really smart for her age. And um, I think she, she's kind of at this weird halfway point between being a child and being an adult. And she's just trying to find herself. So coming through the experience, what's, what's it like to arrive and have a premiere at Tribeca? Uh, it's definitely um, intimidating just a little bit, the red carpet. That's always been something daunting. Um, I knew I'd have to do it eventually, but now that it's here, I'm like, what do I do? How do I stand? Um, but it, it's a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun. You're doing just fine. Um, what do you want audiences to take away when they after they see the film? Um, I, I, I think I've said this before, but I hope people just finish the movie and go and hug their loved ones because it's really just a movie about spending time with the people that you love and family and um, so I hope they watch that and realize that time is short and, and you don't get a lot of it and so they just go spend that time with the people they love. Aisha, the new film starring Letitia Wright about an African woman who gets caught up in Ireland's immigration system, premiered at Tribeca. Kayla Vera has the interview with the film's director, Frank Berry. Frank, what does it mean to have your film in Tribeca? It means an awful lot. You know, it's been a long journey making this film. We started in 2017, and when you start a film, you don't know what the journey is going to be, you don't know how long it's going to take, where it's going to take you, who you're going to meet. Um, to, to, to look at the end of that journey and, and to think that we would be premiering at such a big festival and such a, uh, an amazing event, uh, it's just it's amazing. It's just what we'd hoped for. And uh, I, I love Tribeca, I love, I love the, the festival. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very, very important. So talk a little bit about the film. How did it come about? What was the inspiration? Well, my films, I make films 
so far I've been making films primarily um, social issues uh, relation to the, my own country, uh, Ireland. I've made, started making documentaries, community videos, all about the society that I'm living in and I would go out into the world and listen to people and uh, put up on screen something that I think is important, that um, is purposeful. And um, my previous film I made about the Irish prison system, so I wanted to look at uh, uh, the experience of somebody going into Irish prison system and, and, and I researched with former prisoners um, over 18 months and, and during that process I learned that the Irish immigration system is also run by the same government department. And I was like, okay, so somebody coming to Ireland seeking protection, um, traumatised, uh, engages with, with the same Department of Justice and I was curious about that so I just started researching and I met a lot of people. I went to this amazing um, man uh, uh, who is the founder of the Movement of Asylum Seekers Ireland and his name is Lucky Campbellet, he's an amazing, amazing person and I uh, just listened and you know um, was just really horrified by, by the system and by people who are uh, obviously very very vulnerable the most vulnerable people in society are you know um, are left in limbo for years in a protracted legal system and you know so the more I kind of learned educated myself the more people I met it just became you know the story just emerged really you know of this human connection in this very inhumane system I love that so what would you say the central message of the film is the central message is that, you know, we really uh, need to um, look at our immigration systems. Every country and every citizen needs to be aware of what it entails and, and it exists in, 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 in a citizen's name. And in, in, in this case, and this is changing thankfully in Ireland now, um, there was no vulnerability assessment for somebody coming to Ireland who's been traumatized and all the things I learned uh, and then they're left in this really painful state of deportability of, of, of being able to be of not knowing what your future is it's a very painful place to be and uh, so so I would encourage everybody to just to, to look at the immigration system that exists in their name on a lighter note what was it like working with Leticia Wright amazing amazing she's amazing uh, just an incredible actor she's an artist you know and for me my, my role was to support her and to kind of you know be there for her to get out of the way when I needed to and you know she works from from within she works very much um, she's just this incredibly uh, uh, talented actor but also a very very soulful artist really and it's um, uh, it was it was amazing to work with her. Absolutely amazing. Well, I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to watch the film. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Okay. Good luck with the new project. So Have fun at Tribeca, and uh, talk to you soon. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much. The 1998 glam rock indie classic Velvet Goldmine screened for an audience at the BMCC Tribeca Performing Arts Center as part of the festival's retrospective screenings. Director Todd Haynes and Mikko Westmerlin were on hand to take questions from reporters. Kayla Vera was there on the red carpet.
Joining me now is Todd Haynes, the director of Velvet Goldmine. Todd, what does it mean for you to be in Tribeca, looking back at the film, and also seeing it with the audiences all over again? It's, it's great, man. I'm, I'm so excited. I haven't seen it in many years. Um, I haven't seen it on the big screen in even more years than that. And I just did a film last year about the Velvet Underground, which is a band that this era of music owes a great deal to. But, but moved in a, this era moved in a very different direction, much more aggressively, you know, into a queer, into a bisexual, into this theatrical uh, moment that David Bowie is sort of the centerpiece of. And so it lent itself to film, it lent itself to a spectacle experience on screen. So all of that's really in the movie and the music is really in this film. The soundtrack that we put together is still one of, you know, a, a real ach proud achievement for, of, through my career. I look back on this soundtrack with real, real pride. Amazing. I can't wait to see it. I did notice some parallels between Velvet Goldmine and Citizen Kane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, was that the inspiration for the film? No, it wasn't the inspiration. It was sort of a, a way to tell the story about a famous person through the guise of everybody who surrounded this person and the conflicting memories they have, you know, and that sense that you never can ever really know who, who people are and that, uh, and that especially in this world where a lot of their sexuality was being, you know, projected onto them or questioned or people wanted to know what, was what Bowie was really doing in the bedroom, that remains something unknowable. And what really matters is what he was doing on stage, which had a lot to do with sexuality, which had a lot to do with queerness. So it sort of explores all of those corridors in the movie. Is there going to be a re-release? Give us a little there insight. Is, there is. Um, Sony Pictures Classics just acquired it. And I just was speaking to those guys at Cannes this recently. So, that, so that's underway. And I couldn't be in better hands. They're great. Here with Miko Westmoreland, hey. one of the stars of Velvet Goldmine. Miko, you're looking dapper. Thank you very much. How does it feel to be here at Tribeca Film Festival? Uh, really wonderful, yeah. We shot the film 25 years ago uh, and it kind of has never really gone away, you know, it just kind of comes in waves and it's infinite me uh, and it's legendary status has grown, grown over time so it's fantastic to be here celebrating it. Amazing. Talk a little bit about your character. Who did you play? Um, I play one of the three glam rockers in the movie called Jack Ferry. Um, I open the movie and I do the closing performance at Brixton Academy as well. So I'm kind of less focused on any particular character from the scene. I'm more of a kind of Marlena Dietrich meets Brian Eno meets Mark Bolan, all put together in a blender. I love that. <laughs> I want to know what is it like working with Ewan McGregor? Oh, Ewan was really, really lovely and very easy to work with. Totally unhierarchical. As far as he was concerned, he was an actor, I was an actor, you know? And then you just get on with it from there, you know? But he had the ability to make you feel very, very comfortable, you know? What is the central message of the film? What would you want the audiences walk away with? Well, it's about freedom of expression, ultimately. And it's set in time periods where exploration of 
sexuality and gender identity was very, very taboo. And now it's more relevant than ever. So it's great to revisit a film from 25 years ago that had a kind of quite mixed critical response because people didn't really know what they were dealing with at the time. But its main themes have traveled and grown. And as I say, it's talked about right, left and center today. Well, thanks so much for stopping no by. Great talking to you and Thank have you. fun tonight. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. And that's all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for taking this trip down the rabbit hole. For more of our content, including our movie reviews and more film festival coverage, visit our website, norestfortheweekendpodcast.com. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And now you can subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash getbehindtherabbit. Once again, I'd like to thank everyone who came out to chat with us. And of course, a big shout out and thanks to our sponsor, JMR Rentals. For Behind the Rabbit Productions, Kayla Vera and myself, I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.